Warning, Marriage on the Rocks provides unfiltered, unconventional, and sometimes unwelcomed relationship advice. Seth and Crystal are certified relationship coaches who have adopted specific methods that work very well for them. Your results may vary. Hey everyone, welcome to our 92nd episode of Marriage on the Rocks. I'm Crystal. And I'm Seth. Every week we have a drink with our discussion. And this week we are, again, we're featuring the Teeling Irish Whiskey. And if you want the recipe for the drink that we're having today, you need to join our Facebook Marriage on the, Ro- on the Rocks speakeasy page. Yep. yep. We can tell them the name of it because we made it up. Oh, I know. That's It's called true. an Irish Lass. Yeah. And one ingredient is Teeling Irish Whiskey. Yep. And then there's one, two, three more. Mm-hmm. Three more ingredients. It's pretty good. It is good. Uh-huh. We created, we tried a different recipe and did not like it. And mm-hmm. so I, we just kind of experimented and came up with this, and it turned out pretty freaking good. Yeah, it is good. Mm-hmm. I like it. So this week, we are going to be talking about when an ex becomes a wrecking ball. Mm-hmm. Um, we, had, we had somebody reach out. We've actually had several pe- people reach out. And then a couple people reach out more than once mm-hmm. about this specific topic. These issues, yeah. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, we were like, well, uh, let's let's talk about it because we did have a a friends with exes episode before mm-hmm. in the past, um, but we we thought that you know we've had enough people reach back out about this, so why don't we do another ex? Yeah, X's episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But before we get started with that, Seth has his uh, positive-ass post of the week. Right. So this one, just completely in line with what we're talking about, um, thought it was very, very relevant. It says, X's can smell progress. Stay focused. Yeah. That is, that is like, so freaking true. Mm-hmm. You know, it can. Um, you know, when we when we did the, the Friends with X's, I, you know, we, of course, if you haven't listened to the episode, give it a try. Um, we, of course, think that that's a no-no. Mm-hmm. We don't think it's really possible. We, we've, we've done the episode where we talked about we don't think men and women can, can be, be friends, friends anyway. So we sure as hell don't think you can be friends with an ex. No. Um, and once again, being friends means being friends, not being cordial. Uh-huh. That's totally different. So that's not what we're talking about. It doesn't mean you can't be Cordial doesn't mean you have to be nasty. We're just saying you can't be friends with them. Mm-hmm. Um, so listen to those episodes, see what we had to say on that. But, you know, it was one of those things when we were even looking at stuff for this. I came across that one where it said that uh, if you're still friends with your ex, you were either never really in love or you're still in love. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and that seems to be a sentiment that I, of course, agree with. Mm-hmm. And based on seeing that type of stuff with my own eyes. Um, and I think that, that, I think that that's a, a pretty true statement. Once again, not being cordial, not being nice, not, not successfully co-parenting. I mean really being friends. If you're one of those people like, oh, I'm friends with all my exes. Then you were never really in love with them. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh, exactly. Or you're still in love with uh-huh. one of them. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I think that all of those are are true statements. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, like you said, we we think that you should not be friends with your ex, and um, and this, uh, like I said before, this isn't 
necessarily to go back into the friends mm-hmm. with exes things. Um, but, you know, we want, we really want to focus on just the, the types of issues that you can have if you continue to have your ex in your life. Mm-hmm. And even, you know, even initially you may think, oh, well, we're, we are, we're being cordial and, you know, things are great. This mm-hmm. is, wow, I can't believe that I have this a great relationship with my ex. But I think we said in the Friends with Exes episode that, you know, one person is going to, more than likely one person out of all of the, you know, if there's a, um, your ex and his wife and then you and your new husband, new husband yeah. one of those people... Out of the four. Out of the four yeah. is going to be upset about this. If not more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At yeah. least one of the four is not going to be happy about the situation. Yeah. Um, and that's where, as a partner, your focus needs to be. And I think first and foremost, out of the gate, you need to understand and expect and accept the fact that your current partner or the partner you're planning a future with is a higher priority than anything your ex has to say. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying they're a higher priority than your children. We've talked about that, how we actually think that they should be a higher priority than your children. Uh But that's not where we're going with this. But your current partner, future partner, your your wife, your husband, your fiancé, your Whoever you're in your relationship with should be more important and take a higher precedent, and their needs should be met before you even think about meeting the needs of an ex, even if the motivation to meet those needs is to shut them up and get them to back off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one of the one of the people that reached out, um, they specifically, they, they're engaged, and they uh, they recently... Well, they've been dealing with the ex for a few years now. Mm-hmm. And she said that she has tried to be nice to her. And um, I don't know if she necessarily, you know, wants to, wanted to like be her friend, but that was, but being nice to an ex, it's, to me, it's like, why? Mm-hmm. Why? Why are you trying to be nice to an ex when, or to, to your partner's, to your ex. partner's ex when they're, they're not going to like you no matter what? Well, and I, I don't know if that's necessarily fair because I think that, I mean, you weren't mean to my ex. No, uh-uh. I think that what she really means is the cordial piece. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. So, and the, the thing is with this, with her... Um, situation is her and her ex she and her ex are good they are more than cordial he is more than cordial (laughs) with her her new new fiance you know to the point where they are you know talking at their kids um athletic events and stuff like that and i don't know if she's like oh i wish i had that with with his ex Mm-hmm. But I don't, and I don't know why. And, uh, you know, I, my first initial thought was, well, you can't, you can't try to, like, n- not everybody has to like you. Mm-hmm. And more than likely, 
an ex isn't going to like you. Um, but, and I mean, even with your, with your ex, you know, yes, she was, she was cordial and everything, but at the same time, it's like, you know, that there is probably something there that is like, ugh, I don't, I, I don't like her. Well, I guess it's one of the questions I would ask, you know, people in the situation is, you know, let's, I don't know, it, it's hard to get, I get caught in the semantics of who's who. And so I want to make sure I'm clear with this. If we're talking about a guy and a girl and the guy used to be married, does he still care for his ex? If the answer is no, then you sure as shit as the new girl do not have to care whether the ex likes you or not. Mm-hmm. If the ex, if the if your new man is saying, you know, my ex and I have a great relationship, we're still very close. It would mean a lot if you if if you guys got along. I think that's a red flag, and you need to just not get in there in the first place. I know, you know, I know. I wonder if like some of that is going on too. I don't know because I I was I mean, I could have cared less if I ever laid eyes on my ex again. Uh-huh. And if I didn't have my son, I would have completely had zero communication with her, like we do now, since he's an adult and I don't have to. Mm-hmm. Um, so we don't ever communicate, because there is no reason. Right. But I think taking a step back and looking at the child situation, if there is a child that is you know, not an adult, and you still have to make decisions for that child's well-being, their schooling, their grades their extracurricular activities, their financial situation, vehicles, car insurance, medical stuff, all of that stuff, you have to at least have a working relationship where you don't kill each other when you speak about it. Mm -hmm. That, from my perspective, that's the highest level of expectation I have on that relationship, period. Mm -hmm. It shouldn't be any more, any less. Yeah. And that should be it. They shouldn't be texting each other over anything that doesn't have anything to do with that child. And it shouldn't be texting about the child that's actually trying to get in there to find out other stuff. Don't use the child as a cover to try to get your point across about something else. Mm -hmm. And if your ex is doing that to you, you need to be able to be comfortable not responding to that or responding appropriately to that. Mm And that's what we tend to see, was my ex really wanted me to engage with her in an argument. Mm-hmm. And I just wouldn't. If it didn't have to, I would, I would resp- even if she sent a long text and there was one little blurb in there about our son, I would respond to that piece and ignore everything else she said. Mm-hmm. I, did, I would not engage with her. And it's hard if your partner isn't doing that and you're trying to get them to get to that point. Right. Because they communicate differently than I did. They handled it differently than other people do. And so it's really hard to say this is the right way and this is the wrong way. Mm -hmm. It's easy to say, well, this way hurts me and this way doesn't. So maybe you come at it from that angle. Mm -hmm. Um, But one of the problems we tend to see is you will see men, women, whoever it is, almost make a stand when they start to get in a relationship. Like, you need to understand that my relationship with my ex because of my child is very important. Mm. And you're going to have to learn to accept that. And so they already put this wall 
And when you do that, you're basically telling your new partner that you aren't in this inner circle that I have with my ex. Yeah. And you're never going to be in there. You're not, and you're not important. Yeah. That's what they're telling them. And you can't do that. It has to be a collective grouping. Once again, depending on the age of the child, when I find out that people's children are no longer children, mm-hmm. that they're adults and they're still having problems with ex, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you even speaking to your ex? Yeah. What does if that ex is causing any problems in your personal life, your relationship, it's affecting you in any negative way, shape, or form, you should be deleting, blocking, and cutting off all communication, period. Because there is no point. There is no you aren't getting anything out of it. I mean, just like we say with marriage relationships shouldn't take hard work. We believe that is universal for any type of relationship. Mm-hmm. And the second that you don't have to put up with their bullshit because your child has grown, that's it. Yeah. That should be it. I know. I know. I think that it was really easy for me whenever I left my ex. And I mean, of course, there was a time where, and we've talked about it on here, where he would call me for little things. And and this was while I was still paying for um, half of the apartment that I wasn't living in Mm -hmm. (laughs) and, um, and we were trying to do joint custody with our dog. Mm -hmm. Um, but after that, after the lease was up and he, he stopped trying to see my dog (laughs) Mm -hmm. and, um, and it was easy for me to just change my number Mm -hmm. And block him and not have any contact with him at all. Mm-hmm. And I understand that it's, it is difficult for other people that have kids and have other financial responsibilities mm-hmm. with, uh, with the ex. But I, I think that that's the other thing, that that's the only other reason why you should talk to your ex is because of financial stuff. Mm-hmm. And other than... Finances and kids, which is probably the two reasons, part of the two, part of the reasons why you got divorced in the first place. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, that's what sucks is the two things that you probably fought about the most. You still have to fight about after you're not even with them. Yeah, and talk about Mm -hmm. and try to try to work things out that way. Um, But those are the only two things that you should be talking to your ex about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I think that. I, and I because and, and because I didn't I'm not like that I'm not like you know I don't I don't care if anybody likes me especially an ex mm-hmm. and so since I don't feel this this need to be liked or this feeling that I don't want anybody I don't want there to ever be any bad blood or you know since I don't have those qualities to care about those things. It, I don't understand the people that do. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, when they start telling, well, you know, I'm having this problem with my ex. And I'm like, well, okay, it's an ex. Why, you shouldn't have any problems with your ex because it's an ex. Problem solved, they're an ex. Yeah. Get the net. <laughs> you know, I mean, move on. Right. Uh-huh. And then when I start to find out little things, like, well, you don't understand. We've got kids together. Okay. Well, what's what's what are you fighting about for the kids? And then you start to get through it, and it's like, well, she's just still trying to control you. She's still trying to control you and and affect your mood. And you have to make the decision that I'm not going to allow my ex 
to change my emotional status in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. And if you can't do that and communicate with them, then you need to stop communicating with them. Yeah. Or communicate with them in a manner that you can successfully communicate. So if they're real ballsy through texts, don't text anymore. Only talk over the phone. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the things that how my ex was. Mm-hmm. Whenever we would talk on the phone about stuff, she didn't pull the shit she would when she would text. She would get really pretty, pretty froggy on texting because she knew she could just say it and set it down. Mm-hmm. And so I just, once again, wouldn't respond to it. But she wouldn't talk that way when we were on the phone. And I think some people um, maybe vice versa, mm-hmm. that we can't communicate verbally or in person. Yeah, because all they do is yell or Yeah, whatever. but we can do it over text a little mm-hmm. easier. And even with texting, it's easier to not engage fully. So find out the best way that you can communicate that's healthy for your own emotional stability. Yeah. Um, and that's not even thinking about what it's doing to your current partner. That's just oh, for you. I know, yeah. Well, and I think we've said it in another episode where I, when... When my ex would call me and we would, I would talk to him and I would be with you and uh, we'd be hanging out and then all of a sudden he'd call and I would answer. I don't know why I would even answer mm-hmm. really, but um, every single time I got off the phone with him, it, I was irritated. I was mad. I It felt awful. I just, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. my heart was racing and... And then, like, it makes it even worse and more irritating that you are getting so mad yeah. and irritated about this stupid person that you don't care for anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's like, just fucking get out of my life already. And, and, it, and really, it was my fault for, mm-hmm. one, answering the phone, two, you know, allowing him to make me feel that way. And uh, allowing myself to to get so frustrated and irritated and continue to let it happen. Mm -hmm. And that's why I ended up cutting it all off. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You you have to make the the best decision for your own (laughs) emotional Mm well-being when you're dealing with that. And... It's it's one of those and, and being on on the other side of that whenever because he would call when we were together all the time mm-hmm. and that's going back to the the post of the week that your ex can smell progress stay focused mm-hmm. I look at that because my ex would do it too mm-hmm. where anytime we were it seemed well, not every time but it seemed like when we were in the middle of something good or when we had my son over and we were doing something together. Mm-hmm she would have an issue and she would want to either fight with me or fight with him or something like that. And it was almost like there was this sixth sense that she could tell when we were doing something productive and everybody was having a good time and and she knew that just reaching out would ruin that. (laughs) Yeah. Because she would do it every time my parents would come out to visit. She would do it over every holiday I mean, it was just something would always come up mm-hmm. to where she just knew we were having a good time or something was going on, and she would have to do that. And so, you know, and I would, and she still does it now with my son, not with me. Yeah. She does it with him. I know. Um, every holiday, birthday, whatever, 
she still, via text, ruins it for him. Oh, I know. It's so frustrating. And, you know, I just want to tell him, just put your phone down. Just don't look at it because uh-huh. it's going to happen. She's going to pick a fight with you, even though it's Christmas, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever. Um, and so I think, like, even when you were dealing with your ex, we would be doing something. We'd be driving around or, or whatever, and, you know, we'd be going to dinner. And it was just such a mood killer because mm-hmm. it's like, you know, we're having a good time. The phone rings. We're driving to dinner. You're screaming and yelling. And you can't just hang it and be like, okay, let's have a nice dinner. <laughs> yeah. Because you had to cool down. You were huffing and puffing. And then you had to vent about all the idiotic things he said. Mm-hmm. And then and so we would spend the entire dinner just listening to you vent about what was going on. I'm not complaining about you. Mm-hmm. But that was just the after effect of what would happen. Mm-hmm. And it ruined our time together. Mm-hmm. And so we had to look at that and, you know, and, and I remember, I remember telling you it's unfair because I have to communicate with my ex. It's unfair for me to tell you, mm-hmm. you can't communicate with your ex, mm-hmm. but I will say, you know, what are you getting out of this? Because if I had the choice to not communicate, I wouldn't, I would never answer that phone again. I would never return a text. I would never see her again. Mm-hmm. And you did have that luxury mm-hmm. yeah, and that option. And you were like, you know what? You're right. I'm fucking out. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. That's done. Yeah. Yeah. And it was done. And it and was, I mean, and, and we never, ever had to experience that from that side ever, ever again. No, I know. Thankfully. <laughs> and every once in a while, like a family member would seep in and try to, from his side and try to pick yeah, a fight. Yeah, that's true. Here and there. But that, that was over within the first year. Yeah. I don't think it went beyond that. Uh-huh. I know. Yeah. But, and, and I mean, what you, like, you bringing up, you know, what it does to, to not only, you know, me or the person that has the ex, but mm-hmm. the partner that is... Has to witness it. Yeah. And is there, you know, firsthand, like, how you were... And, you know, how that makes that partner feel mm-hmm. and, you know, do it's like, well, you know, this person is still still must be some kind of important to you mm-hmm. and you are putting them before, you know, us going to dinner or mm-hmm. or whatever and. The way that, cause I and I don't know if I ever if I ever felt like that way with you and your ex. I don't. I mean, I think that I try to look at it from both sides because I was not the instigator with my ex. Mm-hmm. I didn't do things to push her buttons. I didn't do because I didn't want to communicate with her. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't the one that would do little things to try to make her mad to get her to engage with me for a fight. Mm-hmm. And so I never went out of my way to try to get an emotional reaction from her where you could have been like, you care more about her being angry than you do me being happy. Mm -hmm. But that's what she was doing to her partner when she would do that to me. So you have to almost sympathize with him on how that must have felt that, Mm -hmm. well, this is our first Christmas together and you're sitting here trying to fight with your ex all day Mm -hmm. or your, you know, whatever. People that aren't even here, I'm here, pay attention to me, you know? And so you, you, you have to wonder, and according to my son, she would do that because they were fighting. And Uh so I'm sure he was probably like, 
if she's going to yell at anybody, at least yell at them. Yell at me. someone so else. Maybe I shouldn't feel too sympathetic. Maybe he was like, <laughs> "Yeah, you were the, you were the lightning rod, <laughs> right? For all that, I, I, I knew if I got in a fight with her, she would immediately want to pick a fight with everybody else." <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think that I, I think that it is it, it dealing with exes is really it's tough. It it, it can be. And my ex was not a wrecking ball. No. <laughs> that no. was the thing. I mean, even, even with the stories I've shared, it didn't negatively impact our relationship. No. We never got in an argument about it. We never got in a fight about it. We, it wasn't something where we had to set boundaries with how we communicated with my ex. So even all that stuff I just said, I still would not put her in the wrecking ball category mm-hmm. because she didn't wreck anything except mm-hmm. her own life, not, not mine. Yeah. Um, so... Even that, I would consider still a successful <laughs> ex relationship. I know, but when we're talking about that that ex that has caused problems to the point that they are now making you and your current partner fight, that's the wrecking ball phase. Mm-hmm. So if you and your partner are fighting over your ex or their ex, you've got the wrecking ball swinging through your own, you know, metaphorical house. I know. I know. Well, and like my my advice is to to talk to your partner about it, and you you know you would think that that is like the easiest thing to to say or the you know easiest advice to give, but it really is. I mean, I know that maybe you uh, maybe the exes didn't communicate very well, and that's why they got married. So that's what you need to do, or got divorced, I mean. So that's what you need to do. You need to be communicating with your partner with your that has the ex and that you have these problems about mm-hmm. or with, and tell them exactly how you're feeling about it. Because uh, my, my guess is that more times than not, you're just assuming that they understand how you feel. Mm-hmm. And you shouldn't assume that. Like, you, you need to get it out there. You need to tell them, this bothers me. And you you keep putting your ex on this pedestal, really. Mm-hmm. And Even if it's in a negative light. Yeah. And... What, what is it? Any attention's good attention? Exactly. Yeah. And so, with you doing that, <clears throat> it's causing us to fight. And it's... Tearing us apart instead of bringing us close together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, when, when they are that wedge because of the progress you're trying to get, I mean, that's you've got to get it out of there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that sometimes the person that's de- the, the ex partner that's dealing with the ex partner, not the new partner that's being affected by it, but I think that they. Even if it's not so much that they feel or they care or they're, you know, more worried about or concerned with their ex's feelings, I think that they may be so consumed in what how they feel at the moment that their ex is putting them through this shit that they're like, fuck, I'm still going through this. We've been divorced for how long? Mm-hmm. And they're still pulling the same crap they were 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And we have nothing to do with one another on any other level. And this is still happening. And so you start to kind of beat yourself up a little bit. And you tend to 
it's not so much you're focusing on your ex, you're not focusing on your current partner, but you're really focusing on yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's okay to a point, but you just need to be able to communicate that to your current partner. Mm -hmm. That it's not so, I'm not, she can go to fucking hell. I don't care. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to process this right now because I'm not exactly sure how to handle it. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do think that at least explaining that to your current partner who is definitely feeling the effects of the ex is huge. You can't just clam up and not communicate about it to your partner because you're so angry at your ex that you mm-hmm. just don't want to talk about it. You know, I don't even want to say your name. I mean, you can't you can't do that. You have to grow the fuck up mm-hmm. and have the conversation with your current partner mm-hmm. about what's going on. I mean, I had I, my idea to solve this if if you're dealing with that ex that's continually calling you know, your partner to bother them with things, I would have the new form of communication is the ex has to talk to the newbie. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Tell your ex-wife. Well, but if- you were saying that this, you would, you would recommend this if the two new people were married. If yeah, were married. only if you're married. And if, because if you're not married, then it, you know, all, all deals off really. Right. But yeah, uh, yeah. But dealing with the newbie or whatever, yeah. and yeah, swapping which person talks to who, mm-hmm. and I think that that would I think that would solve I some bet it would issues. Stop. Yeah, oh, it would stop. It would if, stop if, the dumb little conversations yeah. that they're trying to have. If if the husband said to his ex, "Hey, I've got to put the focus and energy in my current relationship. If you have anything that you need to get to me, I'm going to give you my." New wife's phone number, and you contact her, and she'll let me know. Guaranteed, 99.9% of the bullshit is done. Yeah, and it will only be the important stuff. Yeah. Unless, you know, she's a a psycho or something, and then we'll uh, start, like, uh, harassing her or mm-hmm. something, which I see Well, if you're dealing with, like a, with a psycho, I mean, that's even more of a reason to... Yeah, that, that's a totally different level of a wrecking ball. Yeah, I, I mean, you shouldn't have anything to do with that, period. <clears throat> mm-hmm. That should just be don't contact anybody and block yeah. your phone numbers and change everything and fucking move if you have to. I know, yeah. I mean, they don't care about what you're trying to do. Mm-mm. And they don't stop until they finally move on. And sometimes putting up that huge brick wall that they can't get around is the best thing for them mm-hmm. because that will then force them to move on. I know. They can't cling to the past. They can't re-engage they can't because sometimes people it's funny and i know we've referenced we referenced the 70s show on here a few times but there i remember this one episode where um it was after kelso and jackie had broken up and he starts i think it's when he starts dating um jessica simpson's character oh and uh-huh. she yells at him uh-huh and he's he's like fine and then she walks away and he goes i missed this i missed this yeah and even that negative interaction and argument, sometimes people miss that mm-hmm. because they felt alive or they felt connected. Even even when we argued, we still felt connected. You hear, which I don't get. I'm not mm-hmm. condoning that. I don't understand it. <laughs> Gosh, but there are some people that still that they they get there. There's a different emotional connection through the argument than anger, where they almost feel closer to someone that they're arguing with. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's how they were raised or how they communicate with their parents or where that spurns from. But Mm -hmm. 
that is one of the things that, that you can see is when people want to engage in the argument, they can get very vile and mean and emotional. And afterwards, you may have one person that's shaking with anger over the whole thing. The other person's like, ah, yeah, that I felt feel, good. I feel relief. Yeah. yeah. And, and so they're reacting to the argument much more different than the other person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you may be dealing with an ex that's like that. That oh, the argument makes them still feel close to their former partner. Gosh, that's crazy. That's dumb. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. I, I think <laughs> that... Um, <laughs> uh, uh, so I was thinking, though, about, like... Uh, of course, like, you you can't control what the ex is going to do. That's what sucks about the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking, like, I wonder what some of these exes are actually feeling and, like, why they are acting this way. What's the end game? I'm mm-hmm. just curious as to what is it, what do you want to get out of it? Mm-hmm. Because I don't think any of them would say, I want my partner back. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's go to the next layer. Okay, so you don't want your partner back. Is it you just want to ruin their life? Mm. And nobody would admit that that's it. I know. But I think that some people would stop there. Well, yeah, I don't want to see them happy. I'm very unhappy. I want them to be unhappy too. And me seeing them happy makes me even more unhappy. Uh And misery loves company. And that's the exact same reason my ex would get in a fight with her current and then start a fight with other people. Mm -hmm. Because she was miserable. Yeah. And she wanted other people to be miserable just like her. I know. Well, I, I mean, I've seen people that, that, you know, they are, they really do try to stay close to other family members and stuff like that and try to get the other family members to dislike the new person. Well, that, that's a good, I think that's a good aspect of this to talk about too. I think when you look at, at the, you know, one of the things that we, we have very, we're very prideful with with what we do is anytime there's a negative, a potentially negative impact on our relationship, we nip it in the bud immediately. Mm-hmm. How do you handle that relative that was super close to the ex that won't? doesn't want to let them go and so they still feel loyal because this is something that happens very very often all the time where the new person coming into the relationship or the family is the bad guy or girl Mm -hmm. because it's not who the ex was and everybody loved the ex when at its core once that family member of yours breaks up with that person you all should have broken up with that person as well Mm mm-hmm there is no, there's nothing, 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 nothing you're going to say to me that's going to convince me that you should stay more loyal to that person than, than you your, should your own family, than your own family member or your own family member's new choice of a partner. I know, yeah, I know, and and like with with that, I think about uh, like if your mother was like close to your ex-wife. Mm-hmm. And how, how that would make me feel. That would, I would not like that at all. And even if she, even if she still, even if your ex wasn't like, you know, trying to completely bash me 
or whatever. But, you know, Just I there. knew. Yeah, she was there and, you know, was like BFFs with your mom or something. Mm-hmm. And and then I come around and, I don't know, like, they, she invites her to, like, uh, her birth, your, your mother's birthday party mm-hmm. or something. And I'm like, okay, why, what the fuck? Why is this bitch here? Right. You know? But they're close. And, you know, oh, I'm expected to be okay with it. No, fuck that. You're not expected to be okay with it. It's yeah. okay if you're not okay yeah. with it. And I think that, like, to like to answer your question, you know, what does the family member do? I think that the family member tells that person, this is not right. Yeah. You know, I'm not comfortable with you being close to them. Mm-hmm. And... You know, okay, maybe if you want to spend your time with them wherever else. Yeah, I don't want to hear about it. Yeah. I don't want to see it. It's not going to merge with this. I don't want to hear of anything of you talking trash about my new partner mm-hmm. with any other family members and out of sight, out of mind. And I I still wouldn't be okay with it, but I that's know. at least a tolerable way to handle it. Uh-huh. But it's it's a pretty fucked up non-loyal position from your family. Oh, big that, time. That take that stand. Yeah. And say, no, I'm going to... You know, I think we, we watched Marriage Story uh-huh. when Scarlett Johansson's mom was like, well, I love him. Yes. She's like, you're not allowed to love him anymore. Yeah. No, you can't talk to him anymore. Uh-huh. And I've had friends that have said, yeah, I, I had a really nasty breakup and my, my parents were family. like... My parents were like, well, I'm still crazy about her. Can I still talk to her? And he was like, well, yeah. If you want to, that's fine. And that's that's not the right answer. The answer would be no. No, Mom and Dad. I know. I agree you, with You the, can't communicate. I agreed with Scarlett Johansson yeah. in that movie. Yeah. But that's typically not the way you see people handle it. No. Most people try to be cordial. And they say, well, I understand you guys are close. I don't want to... Just because our relationship is over doesn't mean everybody else's needs to be. But that's wrong. You're fucking wrong mm-hmm. when you say that. No, your relationship is over. That means the people you are related to... Half, most people hate this. You got to fucking pick a side, yeah. and the side you have to pick is the person that you're actually connected to. Yeah, like, well, and and it's funny because like with family, people, family is usually like, you know, blood is thicker than water, and this and that. For for like everything else, yeah, when, when it applies to the situation, they're talking yeah, about. yeah. But then when it doesn't apply to it, they're like. Oh, but we loved her. Yeah. She's like family, yeah. or he's like family. Yeah, we've known him our whole life. Yeah, it's like okay, whatever. Yeah, well, I guess you, blood you isn't tr- thicker yeah, than you water. You just trumped your own your own policy there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's one of those things where it, it it's really just kind of a they were here first mm-hmm. type of mentality. Yeah. Or you know and, and once again i i completely just don't understand it because i'm not that type of person mm-hmm. i i was very close with my ex's one of her brothers mm-hmm. the other one i thought was weird as shit <laughs> but one of them i was very close with mm-hmm. and you know th- there was there aside there was no reason that if if i ran into him tomorrow i wouldn't give him a big hug and catch up with him and ask him how he's doing yeah I'm not going to pursue that relationship. No. I've, I've never reached out to him. I don't know how he feels about it. I don't, I mean, I don't care enough to do that, I guess. Uh-huh. Um, 
So because of, once again, how I am and, and very easy to disconnect, I just can't fathom the people that are like, no, I have to cling on to my my family member's ex. I just, I don't. Yeah. Well, and you cut off ties, like, easier than I do. Mm-hmm. And even me being the way that I am and, you know, keeping keeping relationships and keeping connected with people... I'm not that way either, though. I, mm-hmm. I like you said, you know, if I were, because I was really close to his sister, my mm-hmm. ex's sisters, and and nieces and nephews, mm-hmm. and and that was, I mean, it was, I guess, hard to think about, like, oh man, like they're really not going to be in my life ever again. Right. But you have to, mm-hmm. you have to cut ties. You have to. I mean, yeah, it like you said, if you. Uh, if you were to see them or whatever, you would be like, oh, hey, you know, mm-hmm. how are you doing? But to actively reach out and try to make that relationship work with them, it's not going well, to happen. And more times than not, you see a reaction to that ex. And the ex perpetuates it because the ex never moves on. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. ex is still so connected to everybody, they don't ever move on and find another partner. Yeah. And so there's almost this sense of pity of, well, we have to watch out for him because he, he never found another wife. He never, he never dated again. He's, he's still part of our family, even though, you know, he's not married to my sister or whatever it is. Mm. When it's, no, you're wrong. God bless him. Yeah. <laughs> You're wrong. You got to cut that off. And once again, I think that if you, as the family, put that brick wall up and said, "You know what? We're done," mm-hmm. that would help that person to move on and actually go find somebody oh, else. Oh yeah, it would. You're enabling their loneliness. Yeah, you are in their current situation by being that lifeline mm-hmm. to their past. And you have to cut the fucking cord and let them go. Yeah, it is what's best for them. Mm-hmm. But. People don't look at it that way, and they, and they don't want to be told that either. They get very upset about well, that. Well, and I think that they think that they're being mean, and it's not that mm-hmm. they're being mean. It's that that's just how life is sometimes. Yeah. And I mean, it doesn't have to be. You know, people. I I think that like especially like with mine and your relationship and how great it is. You know, and how it it's just great all the time. It's great all the time for a reason, mm-hmm. and. You know, it doesn't mean that we have to, that we don't have to make decisions that are going to affect other people negatively, mm-hmm. or I guess maybe not negatively, but cut people out of our lives that mm-hmm. we have to, because it, it, it's, it's not an easy, it, it doesn't seem like an, it's not an easy task, mm-hmm. but we know that the task needs to be done in order for our relationship to thrive and be good. Yeah. It's a, it's a simple decision to make, mm-hmm. but it's not easy to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, not always easy. Yeah. Sometimes and that's one is. of the things that, that we say with a lot of, the, you know, problems are complex, solutions are simple. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that's how it is with that. The solution with an ex is very simple. Mm-hmm. Have as little to no communication as possible, especially if it's negatively affecting your relationship. That's it. Now, you can sit there and spew out every reason in the book as to why your situation is so fucking special that that can't be met. Well, there's something, you know, very unique about our child. Well, they they have this, or, or my, you don't understand. My ex is is hanging on by a thread. 
And as cold as this sounds, that is no longer your problem. No, it's not. It's not. Well, and and I dealt with that in my previous relationship too because Mm -hmm. it was... I mean, obviously, you know, I've said on here before that he was a drug addict, alcoholic. And dealing with that and not knowing if someone is going to be okay when you do leave them and having that guilt if something did happen, mm-hmm. it it wasn't my problem. Right. And I don't have to care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that sounds really cold, but it's the truth. Yeah. And... You you need to look out for yourself and your life and your well-being, not your exes. Mm-hmm. Yep. When you make the decision or they make the decision that you guys are exes, that's it. Mm-hmm. You are free and clear of any responsibility to their emotional, mental, physical stability or health in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. It, once again, people don't want to hear that, and they don't want to admit that because people want to feel like they're doing the noble thing by staying connected. But I really, truly think they're doing them a disservice. And if they have that that much of an issue, they need professional help, and you being their lifeline is not professional help. Mm-hmm. That's it. I mean, you, you shouldn't be anchored that way because you cannot be holding on to the past and only reach out for the future with one hand. I know. You need both hands. Oh, yeah, I know. Well, I know, and I've known, I've known, I've had friends that had exes pass away, and, you know, they feel responsible for, somewhat for responsible, I guess. Mm-hmm. And, well, you know, well, if I would have done this, or what if we were still together, and, and, you know, I could have done this or that or whatever, but you can't feel that way. Mm-hmm. You can't, you can't torture yourself and be in a bad relationship and, and then get out of it or whatever. And, and then they, the ex dies and then you, you know, are hard on yourself about it. You can't mm-hmm. do that because it's not your fault. And you need to, you need to move past that, and you need to realize that. Wow, I did get out at the at the right time, and you know there wasn't anything that I could do. Mm-hmm. And when I did do something, you know I was I tried I tried, but you know it's it's okay that I I left and everything, and he's gone now. That's mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. I mean, you can't carry that burden around. It's mm-hmm. not. It's not your your burden to spare or to carry. It's not. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you allow, and sometimes you know when I hear when I hear people say that, I I do question the sincerity behind it because I think there are some people that say that because they think that that's what they're supposed to say. The right to thing say. to say. Uh-huh. Like, oh, I feel responsible because nobody's gonna say, well, I don't give a shit. <laughs> That's true. So they swing the entire other way and and act like sometimes they act like they have this big guilt trip when they really don't. Uh But they feel comfortable with that, that, well, I I don't feel as bad as I should, so I need to act like I feel really bad about it. Mm -hmm. When it's okay to be numb Mm -hmm. to that stuff. I know. (laughs) 
but I know. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, like I said, I, th- I think a lot of the a lot of the the factors in the the details behind all kinds of different people's exes can be very complex, but the solutions are very very simple. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean they're easy to do, but it's pretty simple to identify mm-hmm. what you should do, executing on it, getting it done appropriately or in a timely manner or where i mean because not everybody it's not a win-win-win situation no somebody's got to lose but you need to make sure that if you're in a new relationship that you and your partner are the Mm win-win and the x is the lose (laughs) if it has to be that way um you don't want you and your partner to be on the loss side of that at all no and and if it's negatively impacting your relationship you need to step up man up or woman up or whoever you are in that relationship and fix the problem with the ex. Mm -hmm. And fixing means cutting them out. If fixing means putting up strict parameters on how they communicate with you and sticking by that and not allowing for any flexibility in it, then that's the measures you have to take. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if you find out that your ex is talking poorly to your children about your current those are things that need to be nipped in the bud. Yeah. You shouldn't be talking to your child and saying horrible things about your exes, especially when they're young and they're still developing because you want them to continue a relationship with both sides. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there comes a point in time in every child's transition in adulthood where they really want the truth behind things and have that conversation and be willing to deal with the consequences that come out of it. But if you find out that your ex is talking ill about your current, that needs to be stopped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, and the right thing to do is not to tell your child, well, you know, whatever mom said, you know, she's crazy as shit. You know, I mean, that, that's not the right response either. No, it's um, not. And that was where, you know, you, you want to be able to take the high road. And I used to ask my son questions like when he would say, because I mean, he never came over and said that she said anything bad about you or anything like that. But when he would tell me kind of the stuff that was going over there, I would just... I would I would never deliberately say anything like, like what is wrong with her mm-hmm. or something like that. So I would just kind of ask questions, ask him questions that would kind of help him determine the answers for himself. Mm-hmm. Instead of me imposing my opinion on it, it was really, well, how do you feel about it? What do you think? Instead mm-hmm. of him telling me something that happened, mm-hmm. oh, well, mom and her boyfriend, all they do is fight and scream all the time. I, I would never say, well, that's why we got divorced. I know. She's paying the ass to live with. <laughs> I would never say that. So I would say, well, well, what do you think about that? What are they fighting about? What's, what's going on? What, why did this happen? And why, why did you do this? And, and how did you feel about it? And, and so I would just kind of ask questions for him to kind of just summarize it up in his own head. Yeah. Um, and I think that that was probably the better way to handle it uh-huh. than just quipping off some little, you know, well, I know because if you did that, then it would it would be like he he would probably feel like well I have to tell my dad this or I have to tell my mom that mm-hmm. you, and you know kids do that all the time when in divorce yeah. anyway but well, he at least he was able to try to feel like he had some sort of voice mm-hmm. and. His own opinion. Well, and I, I remember, I can't remember exactly what had happened. I remember telling him at one point, I don't want to hear about that. Mm-hmm. And he had said something. 
I can't remember what it was or why I felt that way exactly. I don't remember all the details, but he had shared something that I think I probably felt like I had missed out on something. Oh, really? Or something like that. Or, and I was like, well, I don't, you know, you don't need to tell me that stuff. I don't, I don't want to hear about the fun and the good time you're having with your mom's boyfriend because it was her decision to take you away from me half the time. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear about that. And I didn't say it exactly like that. Yeah. But that's what I'm thinking in my head is, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, I want you 100% of the time. And since I can't have that, she's now found somebody that she wants to for you to have fun with. And it was always and play daddy or whatever. Yeah. And you're like, fuck that. I'm your dad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That, that's and luckily that. he was old enough to where it wasn't, he wasn't going to meet a male figure that was going to replace me uh-huh. at that point. So I wasn't overly concerned with that. I think I was just more, I think I was just more irritated at her trying to act like she cared as much as she was trying to portray mm-hmm. that just bothered me. But I didn't really know how to verbalize that to him. Like, like I really just wanted to say like, Hey, isn't it weird to you for the last 13 years? She has not, she's been the most hands-off parent on the fucking planet. And now all of a sudden she acts like she cares. Don't you think that's odd? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And that's what I really wanted to say, but I never did. And you know, as he grew up, he, he realized that and he yeah. saw, he saw what had happened and, and that was what I was assuming would happen mm-hmm. as he got older anyway. Or hoping, at least. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and he did. Yeah. But I, I think that the the child dynamic with the ex is, is probably the biggest piece of glue that keeps the ex hanging on. Mm-hmm. And, and, it, and you can't cut it out. You can't just say... Well, we have a child. We're done talking because well, you even have now, to power through like, it. Even with you guys now, okay, yeah, most for the most part, she is completely cut out of our life. Mm-hmm. But I mean, there is the times where, you know, like you said, on Christmas or on his birthday or whatever, where <laughs> she ruins the day or whatever mm-hmm. and ruins his day, and and you know. Just still having to deal with that, even when he is grown up, mm-hmm. and it's not—it's not affecting us directly, but it's affecting him, and that upsets us that he is—that he's still dealing with mm-hmm. that shit. Right. Yeah. Well, and and there's nothing I can do about it at that point. I know. Yeah. That's between him and her. Mm-hmm. I know. And he's gonna he's gonna have to put up the same brick wall that I did, yeah. <laughs> if he wants it to stop. I know. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think based based on the people that have reached out and talked about it and asked about, um, you know, how, how do I handle the situation? With my ex, you know, my 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 wife's ex husband is doing this, or my fiance's ex wife is doing this. If the kids are grown, it should be a non issue. Mm-hmm. That communication should be minimum to zero, mm-hmm. period. So I don't understand how that's still an issue. Unless, yeah, like I said, unless it's a financial uh, issue, if the kids directly are directly involving the child. Or no, that what we're uh, about? if the if the kid is already grown up, there it should only be finances. You know, like joint finances that you are talking about. Other what than joint that, joint finances would they have? 
Um, like, I don't know, like their credit cards or Oh, their... you mean left over from their marriage. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Get that shit paid off and sever that tie. I mean, that was one of the things... That's something you should take care of before you even get remarried. That's what we did, mm-hmm. was we wanted to ensure we were completely 100% financially separated from our exes before we got married. Yeah. And that's exactly what we did. Yeah. So that's the simple solution to that. Fix that. Mm-hmm. And if that means... Because we, for time, I mean, that's where we put all of our money. Yeah. Like, let's just get this shit off our plates. We're going to put every penny Even we Even if it means paying off... Like, it sucks, but Yeah, I had to do that. Paying off the Part rest of, their debt. of... Yeah, their debt that they were supposed to pay. Mm-hmm. Because that little fucking debt right there, it, it keeps them hanging on. Yeah. It keeps that ex being like, well, you need to do this, you need to do that. And they're... There they are paying only the minimum amount when mm-hmm. you're giving them more than the minimum to pay. Yeah. But, yeah, it keeps them hanging on. So even if it means to pay their portion too, we highly suggest that because then you can cut off ties. Yeah, you can move on with your life. That, that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Moving on with your better, brighter, bigger future with hopefully a better, brighter partner. Mm-hmm. And that's the ultimate goal. I mean, an ex is an ex for a reason. You know, what was it? What, what was that one about the... Oh, yeah, ex. Definition um, of an ex. Thanks for the experience. Yeah, thanks for the experience. Uh, what else was it? Our like, time has expired. expired. <laughs> now it's time for you to exit my life. Yeah. Um, I love that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what it is. So move on. Yeah. Um, and, and be very, very aware of how your relationship with your ex is negatively or however impacting your current relationship and current partner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it takes asking multiple times. Sometimes you're like, oh, are you cool with this? Or like, oh, yeah, I guess. Don't be like, oh, okay, cool. I asked. They said they were cool with it. Yeah. And throw it back up. Well, I asked you when we first started dating if you were cool with this. And you said, yeah. We've talked about that before. Yeah. Feelings get deeper. Emotions run higher. What somebody says when you you first start dating and your relationship matures. With your relationship. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to change. So you can't refer back to date number four when you brought up the parameters around your ex. Well, I told you. Yeah. And then you're engaged and you're like, why are you freaking out about this? Yeah. Don't be a dumbass. No. I know. Um, Those feelings are allowed to change or strengthen or worsen or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And you have to address them head on. Yeah. And fix it. Choose the choose the future over the past. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Whatever that if means. If your if your future with your current partner isn't as important as your past, then that's a huge red flag. Oh yeah. And for the partner having to deal with that, that you need to Well if you if you're the partner dealing with your current partner and their ex and your current partner is continually showing signs that your feelings don't care, that get the fuck out. Yeah. Get out. That, that, I mean, that's the best advice I can say. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if you're not married. Yeah. Just pack it up and move on. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know. And don't think that, well, once we get married, maybe he'll quit commenting or connecting with his ex. Right. That's not going to happen. Uh-huh. No, it's so not. So don't yeah. think that that's, it's not that, that's get always better. the thinking right there. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, and then if you are the ex... Stop being that way. Yeah. Stop being an asshole. Stop being a bitch. Mm-hmm. Like, 
Just freaking move on. Yeah. Let get the net. Let them move on and then you will be able to move on and hopefully live a happier life yeah, without don't them. Don't worry about if you're putting that much energy in making someone else miserable, you can't be happy. Mm-mm. There's no way. So don't worry about what anybody else is doing. Just worry about what you're not doing and change that. Yeah. Straighten your own shit out and move on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I don't really have much else to add to it, though. Um, Do you? Hmm. Yeah, I think that it pretty much wraps it up. Um, Be sure to uh, check out our website, Mm -hmm. (laughs) marriageontherocks.net. We we launched it a couple weeks ago. We've had um, pretty good success so far mm-hmm. with uh, with our fitness page. Uh, we're wanting to to if you you're if you're looking to get in shape for summer, we got about twelve weeks till Memorial Day. We've yeah. got programs on there that can help you get fit, that can help you lose weight, that can help you bulk up, that can help you get a good looking booty, that can get your arms big. Whatever it is you're trying to do, we have solutions on there. So check it out. It's a one-time purchase for each program. We're not going to hit you with some kind of monthly fee or anything like that. You buy the program, you download the routine or the meal plan or whatever it is, and it's yours forever. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And you can go back to it. You can use it. You can share it. We're not, you know, we're just trying to help people. So check it out and, uh, yeah, let us know what you think. Yeah. Look on there and, and hit us up if you have any questions. Yeah, for sure. But as always, thank you all for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and listen to us wherever you listen to your podcast. And we'll talk to you next week. Thanks.